I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, same old shit. Just a different day. (laughs) Trying to get it. Each and every way. Way. (laughs) What happened to Ace Hood, man? Man. You know that nigga. <laughs> that nigga, that nigga, that nigga got buff as hell. Start, stop eating meat. You feel me? He became a uh, pescatarian. Yeah, whenever niggas drop off the map, like <laughs> first thing niggas do is go vegan. First of Bruh, all, bro, that's what they do. <laughs> That'd be like first. Option. They t- like they they test their water. It's like when you put your big toe in the tub when you a kid to see if it was hot. That's what they do. You feel me? They they test they test out their veganism first, and then they be like, "Nah, fool, I still gotta eat a little meat." So let me back that back. Let me me become a yeah. Let me let me just become a pescatarian. You feel me? I'ma just eat uh fish and seafood only. Then they then they be like, you know what? I like chicken. You know, chicken if cooked properly, you know, it's healthy. A little poetry. Then they off, like off I just, the beef though. Yeah, off then the they just like, I don't I don't eat no red meat. I don't eat no red meat. You be like, exactly damn man, bro. Just like uh, <laughs> I was watching. I've only seen the first part of round one of uh, Murder Mook versus A Verb, and this nigga A Verb apparently <laughs> doing went vegan. <laughs> like, bro, I mean, how you? Be, how you- like, How you, you a battle vegan, rapper? Yeah. If you battle rapping, you a vegan. Like you, like you know half the damn lines gonna be about you know how you don't want no beef. This nigga don't want beef. You know it was I'm such saying? a mistake for you to be put in front of me. How crazy is it that after you become a vegan, they put you in front of the goat? I'm like, come on, Mook. Come on. You already, but you knew that was. Coming. But I mean, you, you. It's like I can't even be mad because. I mean, my nigga, you a battle rapper, bro. You got niggas with gun bars, you know, <laughs> you all types you of vegan. aggressive shit, and you just come out and be like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to live this healthy lifestyle. <laughs> I'm vegan and shit right now. My skin clearing up. You feel me? My hair growing, uh, losing a little weight. You know, I'm, I'm able to think mm. a lot more clearly. You know what I'm saying? Damn, for real, bro. Like, how do you sound like a thug-ass nigga talking about being vegan? Hey, thugs got to be healthy too, though. You know what I'm I saying? mean, and that's gonna that's gonna be you know the that's the next wave. The, yeah, like you know, that's the <laughs> response. Is like you a thug, but you know what I'm saying. You can still be, be gone out. You know, you could be gone out and live <laughs> like your Styles life. Like Styles P, Styles you P, feel doing me? it the right way. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Get you a juice bar. You feel me? Like <laughs> Styles you know, you P, you can do that. Styles P and Jada kiss now. Them niggas is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm living the clean eating. I'm doing the whole clean eating shit. You feel me? Like. I'm just, you feel me, you know, had to get all of that cleared up because, you know, trying to be around here for my for my kids and for shit. my kids. You know, I had to lay low on the alcohol. <laughs> That's what niggas, <laughs> old hood niggas do. They do all of that shit first. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I had to, uh, you know, I tried the vegetarian shit. And then I went to the veganism. And then, you know, I got, I'm off that. The alcohol, I'm off I'm that. Done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm off done. that. And then, uh, you know, we, we just juicing every day, man. You know, green juices, you know, to, to, to clear your mind and get your, get your day started, you know, clean out your system. I'm like, man, every time I think about juicing, I think about uh, 
first I think about my nigga tax, free my nigga tax, cause cause that's all tax used to talk about. And then I think about bruh on the Breakfast Club, Angela Yee always be having this green fucking juice. And it's yeah. always half drunk every damn episode. I be like, bruh, that gotta be the same damn cup, bruh. <laughs> and you know her yeah. and Envy own the juice bar and shit in Hell Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm just like, bruh, you don't you didn't learn to get a smile? <laughs> like <laughs> Or maybe, you know, she just, she get around the same time every day, you know, and maybe she really just on that, uh, that repetitive habit, bro. On so, that, on that juice shit. Yeah, by the time it's time for the interview, you know, Man. she, she half done. Man, I. She can't finish it. I mean, she got to let you show it. I mean, she trying to. Yeah. She trying to do, to so, uh, you know, strategic marketing. You feel Subliminal me? marketing. You, you feel me? Uh, I, <laughs> I just be thinking about it. every time I didn't try to juice. I think about bad experiences I didn't hurt other people have, and I just be like, you know what? I don't know if this shit might be for me, bro. I remember uh, <laughs> the read the read podcast did a mashup with Tax Season, and this nigga was like, yeah, I went to go see Kid Fury. Uh, well, I was gonna go see Kid Fury in person, but man, I had a shit attack. <laughs> he, said, he said I had drunk a, a extra large green juice earlier that day. Man, this shit went right through me, man. It was like 30 minutes before showtime. I'm like, I'm finna go and catch the Uber to go to the show and shit. I had already hit his management. It was like, you know, I'm gonna pull up. He was like, man, I had a shit attack. <laughs> man said, I had a whole shit storm in my <laughs> ass. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, bro. That's that'd be the worst shit ever. Now you think about our regular ass lives. Imagine you, imagine you didn't stop. By the juice bar on your way to work, cause you know you trying to do this clean eating, clean living shit. You, know, you live, pick up, live your life. <laughs> you pick up, you know, a medium green machine ass juice. Mm. You get to work, your whole asshole fall out. Damn. <laughs> now now you stuck in a bathroom. Your ass had a meeting. You didn't miss it. Ain't nothing worse when you think like, man, you know, I got a little time before the meeting. You know, got a good 20, 15 minutes. I'm like, you know, I need to get this done. But I got time before the meeting. You know, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. to the bathroom. Let me go get this evil up out of me. You know, and then, you know, first, you know, you thinking it's finna be straight. And then, you know, things all of a sudden just take an unexpected turn. And you like, damn. This I shit turn up. For a while. You be like, damn, it's really going, you know, it's going to be close. You know, it's going to be a photo finish. So, you know, three minutes left. You, I'll be, I'll be feeling like, yo, I at least got another, you know, six or seven minutes on this toilet. You know, but then you just got to thug it out, man. You you can't be late for that meeting. Talk man. about you was in the bathroom. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> and then my boss, the type nigga, he the one who'd be like, where were you, man? <laughs> hey, where you been? I'd be like, now, how do I answer this shit? Because if, if you miss a meeting and the nigga be like, where, where, yeah, where were you, man? <laughs> what you like? Shit, man. I was uh in the laboratory. <laughs> man, I'm sick, man. I was thinking about going home, but you know, I said I'm gonna stay. But I did My shit have to. Fucked up, bro. You know I'm saying, y'all need to replace the toilet paper in here. You know, yeah, I would. Uh... <laughs> like if you go to <laughs> this, like when you sat, go, to... have you ever sat down, bro? And then you look to the right and ain't no toilet paper, bro. I didn't oh been there. God. I didn't bend there. I'm like, dog, my pants are down. I'm on the toilet. And I look to the right and ain't no toilet paper. 
Then, you know, you just got to thug it out, wait till the bathroom clear. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> bro, what you got to do is, and see, I learned this shit. I, I learned this shit from my OG black dude when I first started working. He was like, hey, young blood. <laughs> First and only thing I ever teach you. <laughs> he said, hey, young blood, uh, let me holler at you real quick. Because, you know, we, I, I finally got somebody in the office I can keep it real with and shit. It's like, man, look, get you get you some, some pocket-sized baby wipes and keep them in your desk drawer. I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> pocket-sized baby? First of all, where do you get pocket-sized baby wipes, number one? And then number two, why am I keeping them in my desk drawer? He said, because that way, when you go to the restroom, you're always covered. I'm like, what you mean hey, you always covered? That's deep. Then, I did it. <laughs> I was like, you know what, fool? <laughs> This some of the best damn advice you, cause you know niggas always be quick to tell girls in the summertime. Look, keep you a couple baby wipes on you, you know, just in case, cause it's sundress season, and you know if you get a little, if you get a little tart, you know, cause it's a little moist outside, you may need to go to the restroom and you know do a little dabble dabble. Mm. Well, niggas, the same goes for us. Me and Alex, we used to talk, what was this, like two months ago, I told you a company had, uh, had hit me about the sponsorship, but it wasn't really, you know, talking about shit. But I'm going to give them some free promo, man. Uh, dude wipes, man. If you don't know, or if you ain't never heard of fucking pocket-sized baby wipes like me, <laughs> dude wipes got you covered. Man, it's, a, it's a company. Ridiculous, man. I mean, you're, a- going, you're going too much, and we ain't getting a dollar, man. I'm. I don't. I feel uncomfortable with you moving forward, knowing that we're not finna get a dollar. Like you didn't say the name. That's all they get. Man, they they just. I'm. I'm gonna just leave it there. They got you covered, man. They got you covered. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. History. Come on, man. Come on, man. You got the press. You got the press release in your face. What's going on? This nigga trying to get money on the low, taking sponsorships on the low. Like, yeah, you know, we was going to get this, but they weren't talking about this shit. Knowing damn well he agreed. <laughs> but shit, you know, they hit he me on the side. They, they, hit, they hit me on my personal email. It was like, hey, if you... It's nah, already man. dirty. We ain't even made it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas already dirty. Oh, shit, man. What, what's been going man. on with you, young Alex? Man, you already know, man. Nigga been... Playing golf. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, just working, man. Same shit. Um, what about you, man? What's up, man? It's been going good, up, bro. Man? Things good, man. Things good at the at the workhouse. Yeah, everything good at the workhouse. You know, getting ready to move. You feel me? Ah, uh, yeah. Big uh, uh, same in city, right? Yeah, yeah, in no, city. Not a long move. So, no. Nah. I gotta get some movers tomorrow, man. This shit, Damn, bro. I think I got bit by a fucking spider. Damn, that's really what I'm really like at the point where I'm like, bro. Like that's what's really been on my mind <laughs> since we started, bro. Like, bro, I got bit by a spider, and I'm like, nigga, this shit hurt. Like, <laughs> man. I mean, when what's I up, tell man? you, you been bro, to the doctor yet, man? I'm worried. I ain't been you. to the doctor. I'm I ain't worried been to about the, you. I'm a, I'm going to go to the, like, little on-site health clinic tomorrow at work. Because I'm like, bro, this shit swole. And it ain't like it ain't like that, you know, when you fuck around and, like, hit your arm or some shit and, and your arm swell up, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
this is like that abnormal like damn this shit a little too big I mean, bro, for should, me to remain calm you should get that looked at <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you you have you have insurance or you know so, whatever the hell. So you, you know for the for the fans out there, you know if if you know I'm not here next week, I just want y'all to know I got got by a spider, and if y'all let That's me go out like go that, out. <laughs> like, bro. I mean I guess that ain't that ain't too bad because you know spiders can just you know they can sneak up on you. You know what I mean, um, bro. I went to sleep enough, regular, bro. Like I went to sleep regular and woke up and was like, what the fuck is this, bro? Mm. And you know, like, have you ever been bit by a spider? I have not. So to my knowledge, if I've been bitten by a spider before, but the only reason I knew it was a spider bite is because I ended up finding the motherfucker where I was at and like killed it and was like, oh shit, this is an actual spider bite. So that was when I knew, but I did a little research and they were talking about how sometimes spider bites can look like, you know, if you got like a black head or a white head or something or like an ingrown hair type shit. Mm. So I'm like, you know, that's really fucked up because <laughs> you don't know <laughs> whether you just a dirty ass nigga or you just <laughs> didn't get caught slipping <laughs> by a fucking spider, bro. I mean, nigga, if you be hurt for a few days, bro, I mean, you know, it ain't, this ain't something that's supposed to be there. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm gonna go get this shit checked out tomorrow, man. But if I'm not here next week, you know, uh, tell all my fans I fuck with y'all the long way, the strong way. You feel me, uh, Nate B? You feel me, Nate? Be real, uh, the famous Jet Traps, and, and you know, just keep me in your thoughts and prayers. That's all, you know. Ah, mm. <laughs> mm. uh, shit, man, you ready to to jump into the show? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Uh, so. Where which what, what you want to start with, man? What's what's been going on? So I know I went on a tangent like three months ago about how motherfuckers just be disrespecting the shit out of Hove. But Nickerson took <laughs> this Hove disrespect to a whole nother level, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> first of all, let me just speak on, you know, damn near everybody has gone to the on the run tour. I'm like, damn, everybody at that hoe. Slick. Like everybody that I know has went to some version or is planning to go. Like, how how much money is this tour grossing, bro? Shit is wild. Bro. I don't know what the hell they doing, but they talking some big numbers. And you know, at first everybody was talking about you know, uh, I don't really know how this tour gonna do. You know, the album flopped and all this shit. I'm like, bro, if it's two things I know. Beyonce fans and Jay Z fans, they gonna go. They gonna go to that motherfucking concert, bro. Definitely, they will be there. Like <laughs> niggas wanted to make you know little comments about the four 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 tour last year, but it's like every time they was like the the shit went sold out. It wasn't like it was like sixty thousand extra sheet seats. <laughs> it was like under 200 seats that they just didn't feel mm-hmm. and the ticket prices for the 444 tour were pretty steep you know like even because i was you know i needed some binoculars <laughs> <laughs> but you feel me like magnifying glass i it was it was it was still lit to me bro so and that's the only reason i ain't go to the on the run 
two tour because shit, I just went and seen this nigga last year. I'm like, man, I ain't. You know, if you got it, get it, but I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got like, it. I don't know you got credit. You know what credit means. <laughs> credit mean get it. Now, that's definitely, we definitely need to add that to the sound bite or something. That is uh, I'll call you dog We'll call <laughs> you dog <laughs> But yeah man So at the On The Run 2 tour In Atlanta A young man Climbed on stage at the end of the show Like he was just finna walk Like Beyonce and Jay Z had finished <laughs> They had finished the set They was you know walking back Stage hand in hand you know Giving that iconic look and my nigga was like, you know what? I deserve to be up there. Matter of fact, I'm doing this shit. Fuck it. <laughs> and my nigga climbed on stage. <laughs> got, and they was like, they kept trying. I've hearing conflicting stories. So the first story I heard was them, the nigga tried to snuff hove. Like he was some crazy beehive member or some shit. Mm-hmm. But then I was hearing that he just wanted to, I don't know, get on stage with them and be... Like, I mean, you I know, know, niggas want to do dumb shit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like same reason niggas hop on the field, you know, and, and run around. I mean, it's just like, I'm just going to see what I can do. He ain't the, I mean, this ain't the first nigga who we didn't see climb on, on a stage. I mean, most of the time niggas are, you know, taken care of extremely quickly. But this nigga, you know, obviously got pretty far. Like, further than I don't I know. anybody. Like, bro, I ain't never seen no shit like that. Bro, I, I feel but like my- I see that all the time. Niggas try to hop on stage, you know, security immediately, like, take a nigga out, out of the, you know, facility. I've seen it. What's crazy, though, is after they realized that they was on stage, mm-hmm. that the dude was on stage, that's when niggas knew. <laughs> the background dancers started getting in formation for real. Like them niggas took off. <laughs> for real, for real. I mean, they were shook. I would have been shook too. Especially in this climbing, bro. You don't know what niggas be on. Like, I don't I really don't know. Cause I don't I don't understand what you what is the possible outcome, bro? Nothing, bro. It's just a moment, bro. It's a moment. It's a moment. You know, you could be like, man, I hopped on stage. I was, y'all remember that nigga that hopped on stage and on the run tour in Atlanta? That was me, fool. Then you know, niggas can ask you about it. And that was it. Then you talk about, you know, the little time you, you might get in jail and shit. Yeah. And yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think, because I did read an article, I don't think he went to jail. I think he was just released. I think he was given a citation. But then it was not wild. booked and did not go to jail. He must was a white dude. That I don't know, but I feel like from the video, he was black. But, you know, he could be mixed. You know what? <laughs> I think I did see a picture of him where he kind of looked a little mixed, but, you know, we don't need to talk about being mixed mm-hmm. or... Is <laughs> he black then, huh? Or race on the on the podcast and shit no more, oh, but... Definitely uh, talking race. Y'all but it's been good. a whole lot of that shit going on lately, bro. Like, I feel like in the last, like, two, three years, it's been a whole lot of situations where random motherfuckers just be coming on stage and either knocking niggas out or, like, pushing niggas or, like, security not being on their grizzly. I mean, niggas, to me, it's just niggas <laughs> not moving correctly. 
like, I don't know, like, we in an era where niggas want to test you. Like, when you be a rapper and you be, you know, getting some significance, if you ain't a nigga who really just about that life and, you know, got, you know, the people around you that kind of command that respect from a lot of people, like, there's going to be niggas out there that's going to be strictly trying to test you. Like, you know, just trying to run up on you, you know, just for that viral moment, just so they could be like, yeah, you know, I knocked this nigga out, you know. I mean, that's just what niggas be on. And with the advancement of the internet and folks like wanting to just share damn near everything, you know, that they're able to do. Like if I run up on a nigga and I got the nigga, then, you know, I'm going to film me running up on the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what niggas want to do. And I hate that a lot of these young rappers, but I mean, also it, it does, it does got to deal with the type of energy you bring. I mean, if you bring in that type of energy, it ain't like they knocking out, you know, a, a rapper who, you know, ain't rapping about no life that they not about. You know, and niggas just want to test you. So, and niggas do not be having the right security around them. You know, like 6ix9ine was saying when he was saying how, you know, he showed up to the show and they saying, you know, he was a hoe and he ain't performing. He was like, yo, it was me and two niggas. And, and you know, it's like a thousand niggas out there. Like, what y'all want me to do? But not to rehash that shit, but when you six nine, you gotta live up to the you gotta live up to that lifestyle you portray. Six nine ain't gotta do a damn thing, honestly. At this I point. Mean, at this point, it's just like, okay, he don't have to do a damn thing. Clearly, you know, he like I said, he got the right people around him. Clearly. Like, so he just living his life. Is it clear though? To me, it's clear because this nigga is, I mean, mainly untouched. I mean, he did have a little incident, but... Um, my nigga got kidnapped, bro. No, man, let's not look, call it a little look, incident. Look, my, <laughs> my nigga, nigga my got nigga, kidnapped. My nigga ain't kidnapped no more, you know. I'm just saying he got kidnapped. <laughs> I don't niggas know, man. Got I, mean, close, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, yeah, niggas clearly got close, but I don't know the details, man. Clearly, he still don't care because clearly, like, nothing about the way he moving has changed. So, it, it must not have affected him that much. True. I mean, I'm just thinking about, because I saw, you said you didn't see this story, but I saw where Sway Lee got his mouth busted open at uh, one of their concerts because somebody in the crowd threw a cell phone at this man. Damn. <laughs> right. I know these folks did not throw, like, a damn, like, smartphone at this nigga. <laughs> Bruh. Nigga threw a whole in the iPhone mouth, 3. <laughs> Said, Somebody threw an iPhone up. 3 in Sway Lee. They got a little too hype in Swing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he said it got too hype in Swing. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> know some young niggas like to swing. <laughs> yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> the fucking mosh fit got too turned up during the little melodic part. And niggas need to quit that jumping me? in the audience. Niggas not playing. Busting this you shit. And they trying to rob you. <laughs> At the same Nigga. time. You trying to be At with your fans. At the same damn time. They like, okay, here go come up number one. <laughs> Rolex on, let me hold that. Niggas love to snatch a chain. Think how sad uh, yeah. you feel your chain gets snatched. You look around, you don't know who did that shit. Who's that? And you can't be chain, and you can't be mad because it ain't like you just like, got hold for it. Like, but you also the one who jumped your ass into the crowd and was like, "Hey guys, let's do this 1980s rock band shit." Like, because nah, I want to be a rock star. 
Nigga, the check has been cut, my nigga. The check has been cut. You are performing. The check has been cut. Do you want to, you know, protect your life and your possessions? Stay your ass on stage, bro. But, you know, it's great for the fans, I guess. I I mean, I wouldn't even want that shit, bro. Yeah, I don't want no nigga hopping on top of me. I mean, I'm trying to watch Because you got to put your hand up, bro. Slick. I got to do work, man. I ain't come here to do work, man. Like, I came here to watch, man. I ain't trying to hold a nigga up, you know. Like, and then, like, bro, this is, because I, I ain't never been in this shit before. I know people say that, you know, Kanye, Kanye concerts back in the day used to be lit in the fucking mosh pit. But, like, if you a grown man and another grown man jump in the crowd and you, like, holding them up by your, by your hands... Like what happens when the when the nigga ass come to you? <laughs> like, so what do you do then? <laughs> like, do you just nah fool? I ain't, I ain't grabbing no ass fool. <laughs> I ain't grabbing no ass. Now you did drop. Now you drop your hands out the sky. This nigga fall. Are you liable? I mean, now nah, first of all, ain't nobody liable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish a nigga would. I wish a rapper would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Second of all, I mean, niggas have uh, jumped in the crowd and fallen. And I'm sure that half the niggas who, you know, didn't catch that particular rapper who did, you know, it's, it was the same sentiment that you just brought up. Like, yo, I mean, I was going to get his ankle. But, then, you know, <laughs> where, where where he landed, my hand was a little bit too close to his thigh. And uh, I, I was just, not fucking with yeah, it, I just my didn't G. feel comfortable. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it's bad if you do that or anything like that. I'm just, you know, I'm I, I was not like... comfortable. I was not that thinking. wasn't me. It, I, so, that ain't you feel me. What I like to do in my spare time. You know, I just came to watch and you know turn up. I did not come to lift weights. Definitely not. <laughs> you know, grab a nigga by the ass to keep him from falling off the <laughs> off the mosh pit. It was not in my plan. I'll just say that it was not why I bought the ticket. Bruh, bruh, this shit. Long, long story short, bro, I'm just because I heard Charlemagne say on the Breakfast Club that when a artist is on stage, they should feel the safest because that should be their that should be their environment, right? True. But it's like so many artists these days want to be so interactive with the crowd. I just I'm torn on how in one in one breath we can say. Once you become a public figure, your life no longer belongs to you. And you got to understand that. But then, say you want to engage with your fans at concerts and shit, and then niggas run up. Like, this Beyonce, Jay-Z shit is an anomaly simply because they not doing no fan engagement. (laughs) They let y'all know y'all going to hear from them when they want y'all to hear from them. Beyond that, enjoy. (laughs) So they like an anomaly, but when you start talking about, you know, the Tory Lanes, the Travis Scott's, the Kanye's and, you know, rest in peace. But the Triple X's like those were artists that, you know, that's what they do. That's the experience of being a fan of theirs. And then. Oh, no, man, this shit. Like, I just don't see how why you would want to do that shit at a Jay-Z and Beyonce concert. Hey, for the clout, bro. Or the cloud. That's what it always goes ooh, back to. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just need never niggas doing shit for the cloud just need top dollar to just pop up. Man, ooh, every time. <laughs> what uh do you got anything to take to Twitter court? You know, uh it's actually been a pretty calm week on Twitter, at least in my opinion. I don't know how you feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a pretty calm week, you know. People have kind of been on uh, you know, some good behavior. Um, you know, I've been seeing a lot of uh you know, just you know, I've been seeing a lot about the on the run concert. Um you know, because like I said, everybody and their mama went. Uh, <laughs> and um, I don't know, man. To be honest, man, I really don't. Like, there was nothing that was really. And, and trust me, bro, I was looking. But, you know. Uh, you know, so since she ain't got nothing for Twitter Court, I got something for Twitter Court because oh, it's been oh, brewing oh, you got for a while. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold yeah, up, hold man. up, hold up. Yeah, These man. are their stories. So recently. <laughs> There has been, because you know, uh, August is women's, uh, like, women's awareness month. So it's where they basically remind everybody that that shit's (laughs) fucked up. I mean, to laugh like that. I'm just like, I mean, what is is every month something? I mean, not to say that women's awareness is not important. I'm just... Yeah. So it sparked this whole debate again that I felt like we all were over, but they came back out the woodwork with it. Oh God. Where WNBA players were talking about how they are unfairly and unjustly paid in comparison to their NBA counterparts. Okay. So you had people like Skylar Diggins come out and say shit like it's unfair that bum ass niggas in the NBA and I think she named a name but I don't really care enough to to go find it I think that name Uh, is Harrison Barnes bro now my nigga Harrison Barnes is the only he's he is the main reason he's the main reason that the that the Golden State Warriors won that first ring him and Klay Thompson if you take them off that team they don't win that ring bro but I digress yeah I digress. I that was a questionable name. Out of all the people you could have named, out of everybody, bro, <laughs> you could have said Javale Muggy. <laughs> like, like she could have said so many other people, bro. But she said Harrison Barnes. She got it out. That's for that. why I like. Sorry, I'm like, bro, he, he must smash. Do you feel me? Before she married this preacher that. man, <laughs> he must smash to something and then call her back. You feel me? And then, goddamn it, she was like, "Wait till I get a platform where I can really talk about some shit." I'm gonna air this bum ass nigga out. That's Nate. But that's Nate B talking. Either way, I mean, this is AC. That was Nate B. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the new look, listeners, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, this is all allegedly. <laughs> But so it sparked this whole conversation again where WNBA players are coming out talking about like they should be paid like NBA players. We're number one. Motherfuckers ain't watching the WNBA like they watch the NBA. Y'all don't y'all don't got major TV deals and y'all not selling out arenas every damn game damn near for the majority of your teams. Like I don't even and this is not to say I don't support the WNBA or I'm not supportive of the cause, but I can't even tell you when the WNBA season starts and when it ends. I think they're in the playoffs right now. See, I, when did the season start, bro? You know I don't know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was not this. I'm just saying I don't know. It's like we know we know when the NBA season starts. We know when that shit ends. Mm-hmm. 
like WNBA, like you don't have a long enough season. Because if I don't know when to start and when to end, because you know everybody uses sports as a metric for the year. Mm -hmm. So you got baseball end in October. College football starting, you feel me? This weekend, goddammit. This weekend, so like the end of August, early September. NFL shortly thereafter. Then it's that little bridge time between where the NFL is in its major swing and the NBA startup. NFL in, we still on basketball. <laughs> we still we still on that. We spend the beginning of, of next year, college football playoffs, championships. Then we go into March. No, first then we yeah. then we go into February. All-star break. <laughs> then we go into March Madness. Then after March Madness, we ain't worried about shit, but NBA. Correct. That's it. And then NBA in, and you know what we do? Start the fuck That's over. Right. Watch. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. NBA season end in June, right? Yeah. July, July, you got like Wimbledon and shit. <laughs> and then you got I'm gonna I'm throw the golf shit in there because when is uh when is the green jacket shit? <laughs> Man, that shit like in May. April. So look, we got we got that shit. Then you got Wimbledon, and then you feel me? Niggas is just waiting on football to start up again. It's the dead period. Like what we call this now, between when NBA ends and college football begins, this is the dead period. So that's where we watch shit like the Big Three. Hey, Big three I've watched. Long. Bro, I watch more Big Three. Than I I'm not really trying to see. I would rather watch retired NBA players play three on three basketball than the WNBA, bro. You killing the WNBA right now. That's just me, on. bro. But let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because they jump out the window, and I understand they're professional athletes. I'm not knocking them for their skill. What I'm saying is, you have to be relative to what you bring to the table. So let me tell you what what happened. I'm about to play y'all a clip where Brittany Griner genuinely thinks that she's better than DeMarcus Cousins. Bro, quit lying. You do not have a clip. <laughs> I know I know this somebody in person. I'm glad she's that confident in her abilities. But um, she's also a little delusional. Like the confidence, BG, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Not a walk in the park over here. <laughs> he says you'd be no better than the third best post player on the men's team. <laughs> I'm just gonna use that to fuel fuel this. I mean, I'm better, but um, and I know that that kind of gets at him. But it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, little man. But I would like to see that. I would pay to see that. I pay for our ticket. Front row, though. I gotta be front row. How money's on BG? <laughs> I got cars on that one. If there's no referee, I'm going to go to the ATM and I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to put all my money on DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> That's Gino Oriema, bro. Hey. The, the, like the, 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 the remaining living women's basketball god. Legend. Saying <laughs> that he going to take all the money out of his account, mortgage his house, and put everything on DeMarcus Cousins. Like, I'm t- I'm putting it on DeMarcus Cousins in this very moment. Like, can only raise a little bit off the ground. You know, Achilles done. Can't even, can barely dunk because he can barely jump. 
if he if he playing Brittany Griner right now. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, that's just that's just play for like, you know, that's like that's like you know me saying I could be, you know, not to say that I'm anywhere near comparable to Brittany Griner, but it's like that's how ridiculous it is. Like it's not even close, bro. Like this shit, and it's my issue with the reason why this is in Twitter court is because it's literally like women who are completely uninformed on how the. How the proceeds from professional sports is based upon what you bring to the table. All they talking about is women on average in this country make less than men. It's no reason why they're professional athletes. They do this. They do that. Why is it this man can go out here and make a hundred and seventy million dollars and he sits on the bench, but this starter and all star has to go to another country and play during the off season in order to make ends meet for their family. I'm like, bro. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they're saying that, you know, cause it's clear, it's clear that the WNBA don't make as much as the NBA, but I think WNBA players are just like, why is that? Like, why is that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you know, we don't have the sponsorships. We don't have this and that, but like, why, like, why won't people just, support women's basketball and, you know, give it the same attention. It's still, you know, top quality, you know, um, I mean, it's professional sports, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I think the bigger point is just like, you know, obviously we, we recognize men's basketball to be, I mean, it's a, it's a higher level. Like it's, it's the highest level of, of athleticism. It's the highest level of basketball. Like these are truly, you know, the best basketball players on the world, whether they be men or female, you know, they happen to be men in this thing, but it's the best basketball. When you come to know that top quality basketball, you're not really trying to watch a lesser product. Like, you know, and and not to say, I mean, not to sound harsh, but it the WNBA is just flat out a lesser product. You know, I think about like tennis, right? Like we got men's tennis and women's tennis. But it's all pretty entertaining now. Yes, men's tennis players are, you know, it's probably a higher level of competition just due to, you know, just the pure strength. They can hit the ball a little bit harder. But when it comes to the skill, like in everything that's about skill, I mean, like women are like extremely skilled. Like there's the skill gap is not as big as it is between, uh, you know, the men's basketball and women's basketball. Like the skill gap is much less so. They can both make money. Now, do the women make as much as the men's? No, but I think the gap is a little bit less when it comes to uh, professional tennis as opposed to basketball. But the gap just represents, you know, the the difference in skill and, you know, just level of skill. And I don't I don't see how any woman could, like, disagree with that. You know, but I guess I could see how, but they would be wrong. But tennis, tennis, like one of the only sports I think where men and women are kind of close, like as far as what people pay attention to. Cause people people give a fuck about women's tennis, which I mean, we can go ahead and segue into it. Tennis, women's tennis is fucking up. <laughs> Wait, really, it's just this one tournament that's fucking up. That's who fucking up. What is it? I the, mean, uh, yeah. What what open is it? French yeah, open. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, maybe French. one of them opens. Yeah, but they, uh, but, you know, they trying to slob my baby Serena out, man. Yes, yeah, the French Open, um, and um, 
I don't know why they're doing that, man. Did they did they I, ever break out the details as far as why they were banning it? No, bro. They just said which it's is, no longer going to be accepted. That's fucked up. Which is crazy because a white woman was the first one to do it in 1984. I do not remember her name. Uh, yeah, I cannot find her name. But she was the first one to do it. She did it in she did it she did it in an all white cat suit, and there was no issue. And the whole reason why Serena even brought the the all black cat suit back out is because she wanted to inspire moms who had, you know, overcome all the things that they had went through in pregnancy. And like I don't know if you've seen the expose on her, but like she went through a whole lot of shit when she was pregnant. I heard she almost died. Like she several times, bro. So it's like for her to be here is Eve is like a a miracle and just a testament to her being able to persevere through all the shit that she already has to deal with. And then for you to come back, dominate the way she dominated, and then just in that last match, she just kind of ran out of gas. But that was. I mean, it's different for her now. <laughs> you know, it, she could have a million maids and nannies and, you know, a husband who's very attentive. But at the end of the day, she's still a mom. So she wants to be up with her daughter. She wants to feed her. She wants to spend time with her, play with her, do all of this shit. She's going to be worried about her if she's not there with her. Like, that shit has a toll on on a mother. And so for her to go out there and perform and then motherfuckers just do some dumb shit like this, like, bro, what, why are y'all so upset that she wearing a cat suit, bro? Like, that ass. Nike, like, there's no, there's no other that explanation. Ass, that ass, no, that thing. ass, that ass, even that ass, even. What you pay? You pay? Brought a bag. <laughs> them, old, them old men at them tennis tournaments can't handle it first. They cannot, they cannot handle that. Ass. They don't even want that ass there. Like, it's like, okay, she's Serena. I guess she the truth. Um, you know, I guess we got to keep letting her play. But damn, bro, bro I you wish gotta, you would do something about bro, that ass. You got to add, you got to add the motherfucking clip from Cedric the Entertainer where he be talking about uh, Serena Williams. I like tennis. Bro. I enjoy tennis. <laughs> I love it mainly because Venus and Serena. I like them girls, especially that Serena. Lord knows she's precious, thick and precious. Oh, she is thick, boy. There's some enjoy watching tennis when she play. I don't, and she be wearing some shit that ain't got nothing to do with tennis, do it? You, I, mean, I was watching her one night like, is this BET uncut, nigga? What, how late is it? And she had on some of the little booty biker shorts. Nigga look like she cheating, don't it? <laughs> like she got two racket. Whack, whack, motherfucker. Whack, whack, whack. Wow. 40, love, Williams. Precious. Sleep. Damn, that, that's just a classic stand <laughs> But yeah, man, but, it's, 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 it makes no sense, bro. I mean, the only thing that I found, you know, that they spoke is just that, you know, it will, it will no longer be accepted. One must respect the game and the place. I just feel like tennis has always been, or just lately, like the past couple of decades, 
you know, it's been some, you know, pretty uh, skimpy stuff worn at plenty of events. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of a part of the game. So for her to actually be, you know, wearing something that's full body, I mean, it's, it definitely is fitted. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Everything be fitted, man. I don't know. I mean, she do, she done went out there, bro. She done went out there and played in a tutu. <laughs> hey, hey, the off white dog. Hey, that was that was fresh, man. She had a. She done went out there and played in, you know, long skirts, the mini skirts, the quarter length, you know, what you had, what girls had to wear in fucking high school to stay in dress code length skirts. <laughs> like, <laughs> but what people don't understand is she's a, she's a, she's an athletic, muscular, built black woman. So all of those curves is going to show regardless of what she put on regardless she could put on a full dicky suit food <laughs> it's something gonna be poking <laughs> she's still gonna be poking cuz so it's like i don't know man i think they just nike nike said it best you can take the superhero out of their suit but you can't take their powers away and I think when you have something as global and as huge as Nike come out and just be like, nah, we're not fucking with this. <laughs> hey, because this is, we're leading the tennis, you know, we're leading the tennis charge with, with these sisters, number one, and then her specifically, arguably the greatest athlete to ever live. And y'all are doing everything in y'all power to try to limit her. I'm like, I know we talk a whole lot about LeBron James and the shit that he has to deal with and go through, you know, with the Michael Jordan comparisons and shit like this. But I think Serena Williams might be the most disrespected GOAT in any sport where it's undeniable that she's the greatest person, not man, not woman, the greatest person to ever play this sport. And it's like they don't they don't treasure her at all. Like just last year they asked her a dumbass question about if she was intimidated by how attractive her opponent is. Bitch, what? I mean, they just pretty much they kind of running out of shit to talk about because Serena literally been dominating the sport her entire career. Entire. Now, I mean, I do agree with you that, you know, she does be getting way more disrespect or just little things like, you know, for example, this little band on the castle, like little shit like that, that somebody like Serena should not still be going through. But I feel like the tennis world, bro, like, you know, overall, there is a love for Serena. Like there's a love for Serena and respect for Serena. It's like when when she play, I mean, it's just like, you know, she the main focus when she involved in any tournament. She's the main focus. You know, so, but yeah, she do begin, you know, definitely flag that she don't deserve. And also, I wouldn't say she's the greatest tennis player of all time, but definitely the greatest woman tennis player. You know, also, as far as like, she is the, uh, I will say she is the most decorated tennis player. Like, as far as like, shit she didn't won and, you know, her impact mm-hmm. to her specific sport. I mean, that is. But, you know, when we go back to, you know, just the, the highest level of play, I mean, you know, niggas like Roger Federer, I mean, I ain't, I ain't seen no nigga better than that nigga. I mean, Roger, Roger, you know, Roger gets busy. But my thing is, Roger, Roger, Rafa, 
compete, they had competition. Right? So they competed amongst each other. Serena ain't it's not that it ain't been people good enough to compete with her. She just fucking demolished their ass. Nobody nobody really on her level. Her sister. <laughs> it's literally been her and her sister. Especially early that, on. Like that's that's yeah, really that's it. all it was. Like, imagine going into a tournament and you like, okay, so we're gonna have to figure this shit out because we gotta pay a doubles championship tomorrow. And then me and you got to go against each other two days from now in the finals. So we need to figure out, like, bro, who, which one of us going to win so we can call it a fucking day? Like, oh, man, we just going hard. I mean, that would just be so cool, like, to just be competing with my sibling like that. Because it's like, you know you compete with your sibling all your life. So now y'all, y'all really on the top level and y'all really competing for the top, you know, just for the bragging rights, bro. It's like we both the truth. We both getting paid. But just, you know, we having our own little match bragging rights match but it's also the damn final you know at fucking US Open or something now, that's cool as hell man I don't know man I say all that to say this Nike big ups to y'all for, for rocking with Serena the French Open is that what you said yeah it was the French Open uh, that has banned the cats uh, in the words of Lil Duval kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> y'all remember everybody used to say that bruh you remember they had that three six mafia show? Yes, bro. <laughs> and that used to be a song that they was saying. <laughs> hey, no me, kill yourself. Don't like me, kill yourself. Hell yeah, I want to send a big kill yourself to the motherfucking French Open for that dumb ass shit, man. Fuck y'all. <laughs> that shit Fuck y'all. This probably gonna sound a little insensitive, bro. But I'm gonna just uh, ask it straight up, and then we can go from there. Do as black people, are we really supposed to be sad that John McCain is dead? Um, you know, first of all, (laughs) first of all, you know, if you black, you can do what you want. You can feel however you want, (laughs) you know. But I do feel like, and and that this could just do with anybody dying. I mean. A lot of, I mean, people die. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gonna die. John McCain, not our not our most favorite person. In the past, on this podcast, we have talked about respecting the dead. So, you know, like I said, not our favorite person, man, you know. But at the end of the day, he was a person. You know, he did battle sickness. He did fight for our country. You know, he did some respectable things. We don't really like him as a person. We're not glad he's dead. But it ain't it ain't like, you know, we I don't, I don't know, it just sounds so bad to say. <laughs> but it ain't like we sad, you know what I'm saying? But you could be sad, you know, still somebody who lost their life. But you know, not our favorite person, man. I will agree. Not a person who was in 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 the good graces of a lot of black people. But he kind of he wasn't messing with Trump though, so you know we was an ally in that, you know. But really, just because Trump disrespected him. But, yeah, I mean, I asked that because I saw an article where it was like, "Why we don't care that John McCain died?" And I'm just like, "Bro, that's a little <laughs> y'all have got to chill." Why bro. we are glad? <laughs> 
Like, I understand, you know, him and him and Obama, you know, ran against each other. And John McCain was not the most responsible with who he chose to be his running mate. But what was he thinking? (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to win. bro. think about this, bro. If you John McCain and I'm really going to sound like you. So I'm really like about to sound it's really the Twilight about Zone. To, about to it's sound like it's really gonna be sense. the Twilight Zone. I would love to <laughs> but if I'm John McCain, right? I'm a conservative white veteran mm-hmm. who was a prisoner of war. Right. I have all of these, you know, accolades behind my name. Correct. And I'm getting ready to go up against potentially the first black president. Juggernaut. And I'm just, you know. About as American as American can get when I'm coming to being a white man. I got to pull out all the stops. So I'm going to get the most educated, most marketable woman that I can find. It's not Hillary Clinton. She was a fool. Like she was a fool. But Oh, yeah. She was a damn fool. Didn't even look like she belonged in, in any type of office. No, but white men were attracted to her. And white women, white women felt a sense of camaraderie with her because she was a mother, a working mother who had done a lot for families in Alaska. It just lets you. So let, if I'm. Go <laughs> no, go ahead. I was like, just going to say, it just lets you know, like, OK, like shit like that. And even going to the Trump election, like white people are just so strange and like. Who they choose to align with. Like, I don't know what, you know, we talk about looking through different lens. I'm like, clearly, like, this, like, clearly this person is, you know, inadequate. Like, clearly, you know, they're not up for this task. Clearly is the wrong choice for McCain. I mean, even though we know what he was trying to do, it's like, damn, it would have been a lot better if you, you know, had another woman other than Sarah Palin running with you. Because clearly, I mean, this woman, you know, I mean, those uh, Tina Fey SNL skits are just too classic. So I am happy for that. But clearly she was. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I just think based on his options at the time, I think he was a Devcom six. <laughs> he was like, bro, I got to pick a running mate that's going to give me the best opportunity to win. And back then they just thought, you know, white women going to vote for me just because I got a white woman. They could potentially be the vice president and white men going to vote for me because they fuck with me and they think that the vice president might be hot. So, I mean, but don't I'm they know that white women let love the chips black fall men? Where they... <laughs> don't they know that? I mean, I, you know, I don't so know. You ain't been messing with these white hoes out here. Keep it real. Keep it a hundred. I, you know, Bro, you was just telling me last week. Fool. I'm a part <laughs> of the faithful black male. <laughs> Uh, club. You just, you just, I just, you just bringing a whole nother energy right now. I just don't understand what's going on. What is you talking <laughs> about, fucking... bro? <laughs> this Yo, nigga this nigga is native wild. like fool. Quit playing, bro. Quit playing. <laughs> don't, 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 like, don't play. even play like you know, that. For those of you out there who do not know, now most of y'all know I'm not playing. <laughs> my on. girlfriend is Master Wayne, and she Damn, don't play. So that means that mean I can't play. Drop the like, name. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing. <laughs> Nigga, I'm not. <laughs> just, no. Now y'all know I'm single. <laughs> don't play with me. <laughs> don't don't even bring that energy to me. You feel so me? Don't throw that on me. But it's cool, though. You know, it's cool. I'm I understand just, we on the podcast. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
I get it. Yeah. So, uh, married men act totally different <laughs> when they <laughs> two plus. <laughs> but yeah, man, John McCain, rest in peace to him, bro. Because yeah, later, I think, I think it took somebody like Donald Trump getting getting in office for John McCain to see what his party had become and understand why the previous regime was so important to American history. And I think he showed that when the only two people he wanted to speak at his funeral were George W. Bush, because I mean, it's W. I want him to speak at my funeral. And and Barack Obama. And it's like, you would think somebody like John McCain, who lost to the first black president, and the way in which he lost, because he didn't just lose a little bit. My nigga got his ass whipped. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I said, joking. <laughs> uh, but to think that you know, after all of the disagreements that they, I'm sure they had, and all of the concessions that he had to make while Obama was in office, to have that understanding and that respect for somebody who beat you, but you still think enough of them to invite them to speak, you know, at your home going or memorial service or whatever the case may be, like. That shows a lot. And then the fact that he left, bro, he left in his dying wishes to his family to let the White House know 45th is not invited to my funeral. He is not to attend. We do not want you in attendance. If you do try to attend, you will not be allowed in. Like, bro, damn. you know how real you got. You know how real you got to be in death to be like, I don't fuck with dude. I mean, <laughs> little buddy can't come to my shit, bro. That just let you know. And then it's also that's another testament of just about how I don't understand white people who really looking at Trump like he is nothing but you know. A, I mean, he a shitty person. Like I don't know what else to say. Like a lot, like you just said, McCain lost to Obama. Lost to Obama, but at the same time, you know, it's politics. Like, somebody got to win. Somebody got to lose. That don't mean I hate you as a person. You know what I'm saying? We have our disagreements, uh, you know, on, on some stuff. But, you know, I still respect you as a person, this, that, and the other. And that's that. Like, that don't mean, you know, that I hate you. And McCain is like, you know, I'm cool with Obama. But that nigga Trump, though, can't even fuck with him. Like, you know, like as a real nigga would say, you know, so. I don't know, man. I mean, I know McCain just went out, but, you know, he definitely gained some points on the way out with that one. You know, keeping it 100. Fuck all that Republican shit. I ain't fucking with Trump. I'm not messing with Trump. I'm sorry. Not rocking with not rocking, you, buddy. Bro, I don't even know you like that, fool. <laughs> Matter of fact, you can go that way, little buddy. You feel me? That's just, that's just, you know. Hey, 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 I know this is really random, but uh, <laughs> did you see uh, that Wild and Out with Azalea? They finally dropped the episode, yeah, they dropped bro. The, I ain't see the whole thing. I only just saw the little clip, man. I, I still ain't seen the whole thing because I was on the road. Man. But uh, did you watch the whole thing, though? Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. So, you know, I saw I saw where they played the, you know, um, you know, how petty is he, you know. And <laughs> nigga said, uh, you know, they couldn't get Cardi B, so they got Azalea Banks. Ugh, glad. And then she came back and said, well, that was, what'd she say? That that was uh, really anti-black. I mean, um, 
How you feel about that statement, man? Did you feel like that was anti-black? I think she just was, you know, reaching. <laughs> it was so like more she was, bruh. <laughs> I just don't get it, bruh. And is Cardi B black? What is Cardi B? She's she black in Puerto Rican. She black in Puerto Rican. So is that black? I mean, I mean y'all gotta let me know because I don't know. Uh like would you consider Cardi B black? Like just just the way you just personally feel. Like if somebody say, "Yo, is Cardi B black?" What's you know your first instinct to answer that question? Hmm. <laughs> this gonna sound like I'm trying to skirt the question. <laughs> I know, I know. It's gonna sound gonna like I'm dancing, bro. <laughs> but I really need understanding because. Most of the time when black people, when somebody asks if somebody is black, black people don't think of it as are they African-American? They think of it as are they of or in the culture that is black? So to answer that, yeah. (laughs) But when I think of Cardi B, I think of her as like a Puerto Rican, like a like a Puerto Rican woman. Mm -hmm. But still comfortable with her saying nigga, though. Yeah, because I mean, me, if she, to me, that's like the ultimate, the ultimate testament. Like you know, if you black, but see, that's where it comes in to if you if you of the culture and you engulfed in in what that is, then I think there are certain, you know, you have certain rights and privileges within the culture because it's a lot of you're racially. Not, if you're not amb- black, you don't. If you're not black, you don't. Yeah, but you gotta think about it. Like you remember when when uh we when we put what's his name on, on trial? <laughs> uh the dripping with finesse nigga. What's <laughs> the dripping with finesse? <laughs> Bringing it back to Bruno Mars. Yeah, Bruno Mars. You remember when they were having the, the Bruno Mars conversation on uh what was that? The grass grassroots? Or... But it's I like was having that on, you know, it's that little uh I ain't gonna say little. I ain't trying to diss them. <laughs> it was that um I think it's the know, I think it's grassroots. No, nah, it was it wasn't called that, bro. It was called the the something table, bro. Like I don't bro. know, it was a whole bunch of people. It was called something else, bro. Damn. I might be wrong. I just remember the girl who, you know, had the viral clip. I remember her name was Sensei. Yeah. I just forgot. I just forgot the name of that. I think Mouse Jones has been a part of that. Yeah, he has him referenced it before. The Grapevine, not the Grassroots. The my vine. bad. The Grapevine. Yeah, the the Grapevine. Shout out to the Grapevine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you remember when they were talking about that? Most black mainstream America wants to hear their black culture from racially ambiguous people. But then that raises the question of racial ambiguity in the in hip hop culture, I think gets a pass because we view it as if you're a person of color and you are this is gonna sound cliche as fuck, but you are one of those people who either love, embrace, respect the culture, or push it forward. You are offered the all of the rights and privileges of being in the culture, because it's like we—I think we discussed it before. It's like if you if you a Mexican, right, full blooded Mexican, but you've grown up around, you've grown up in 
poor and disenfranchised areas around people that look like me and you and you didn't grow up with necessarily Mexican or Spanish people all you know is our experience together so if you around me and you you know you a Mexican this all you know if you my nigga and I call you my nigga like Growing up, since we knee high to a tree high, you probably gonna be saying the same shit we saying because we always we all, you know, grow up with that same experience. I guess, man. I mean, I wouldn't know what it's like to grow up with somebody who was like Mexican, but you know, just hung around us, and you know, I, I, it's like I would think that I would be like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, but you know, I Mex. I mean, Hispanic people get that pass a lot. I mean. Even the Hispanic people like didn't even grow up around black people. Like I feel like a lot of times black people do. We'll definitely offer them to pass more than we would, you know, like a white person. True, because I think when you look at when you look at the word nigga historically, right? The only people that we really associate that with in a negative context are white people. Now, is that, you know, accurate? No. You know, a lot of Spanish-speaking people view black people in a similar way if they didn't grow up around black people because all they know, for the most part, is what either they've been told or what, what they see. So just like, you know, some black people may call Mexicans one thing, Mexicans call black people those same things. Like, it's just... I think the the root of hatred and pain though stems directly from white people. So I think that's one of the reasons why that that experience for white people is a little bit different from people of color other than blacks. I feel that. And I can agree with that. Look at there. So, yeah, man. Shout out to Azalea Banks, man. Colorism, man. It's Azalea. Keep that same energy. And what's crazy about the Azalea Banks situation is she literally, she had no reason to snap on DC. And it wasn't even like Nick and the team over at Wild and Out cut the the episode up to make it look like she was just trash as fuck because they did a really good job based upon what i heard on the 85 south show and what they said happened i saw everything that they said happened mm-hmm. <laughs> and i even saw nick after the initial you know bullshit where azalea looked like she was starting to cry like he was hugging her going to commercial and when the shit even was first said, he was like, nah, get 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 him back. Get his ass back. That's what this is for. Yeah. She didn't do it. But then she wanted to continue going at him. And they did a really good job of just not making her look like the asshole that they could have very easily made her look like. Mm-hmm. But I did see the funniest part of this shit, bro, is I don't know if you remember when they was talking about at the show, they just started doing model poses and shit. <laughs> Because oh yeah, I saw like that. Nobody too. fucking with that. her set, <laughs> bro. They showed that shit, bro. 
<laughs> I died laughing. Bro, that's fucked up. Man. <laughs> it was it was it was it was hard to watch, bro. Like looking at the crowd and watching her, you know, perform her heart out, just like that ain't it, Chief. <laughs> so what else we got on the docket this week, Alex? Gilliam won that Florida Democratic governor nomination, man. That's I don't know if you've been, right? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know I, if you've been keeping up with it. Yeah. I mean, I just heard that, you know, he got the chance to uh, be the first black governor of Florida. Yeah, man. That's gonna be big. Cause a lot of fucked up shit happens in Florida legally. So hopefully, you know, he can he can help be a beacon for change. Now it's gonna be hard because Florida is historically the reddest of red states. But, you know. Maybe, you know, luck will be on his side. Things will work out the way that they need to. And, you know, he'll get it. What's crazy, though, is Donald Trump tweeted and said not only did Congressman Ron DeSantis easily win the Republican primary, but his opponent in November is his biggest dream, a failed socialist mayor named Andrew Gilliam, who has allowed crime, amongst other things, to basically take over his city and so andrew gilliam (laughs) tweets him back and says what our state and country needs is decency hope and leadership if you agree join us at andrewgilliam.com also at me next time real donald trump (laughs) donald ain't about that life but now he will be now you know he is twitter fingers man oh he is gone (laughs) real yeah but that's a that's a that's a big look though for gilliam yeah man heard, every heard time the fam you oh yeah if he get in it's, it, that's what it is because that is what it is ain't gonna be able to tell hbc hbcu blacks nothing we got a governor first black governor <laughs> Hey, y'all Fuck you mean? Still going to these PWIs. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. <laughs> don't want to come and get back to your community. We gotta, we gotta put that on Twitter court one day, bro. The PWI versus uh, HBC. I mean, that is debate. just the most. <laughs> I mean, I feel like when when you if you speak about it intelligently, it's actually a pretty good debate as far as like, you know. Like, what if we was just like, okay, we all just about to start going to like HBCUs? Like, you know, we done with the PWI. You know, I mean, we say that we don't be going because of you know. I mean, I I just look at it as like you know the funding is is not where it should be for HBCUs, and if black people you know came together to help that, I mean, those colleges could be up to par with probably many of the PWIs. Um, and maybe we would go, but then I don't know. It's also going to what I've talked about before. It's like, do we want integration or not? Like, it's like, if we don't want integration, then like, if we just want equal, you know what I'm saying? Then at this point, like we pretty much got to do it on our own, but I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into that because I'm not prepared for that. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going. Long story short, at this moment, it's nothing wrong with going to a PWI, and I don't just say that because I went to one. 
But I don't know. I don't know what I really missed out on from an HBCU. The swag surf, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think I I agree with you. I think when the when the debate is had intelligently, I think both sides can learn from each other. Cause I dev I know having you know black professors and you know black you know influential teachers in high school or even in college at a PWI. You know, if you had to think about what if an entire faculty and staff was like that, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you know a lot of the stresses and things that we have to deal with at a PWI, you know, they, they just don't have to deal with that added stress or those added, you know, frustrations or fears at a HBCU because, you know, it's like you're around family. That That's just my assumption is some of the things I've gathered from people who talk about it. But I also think that, you know, even from a PWI standpoint, there are things that people who went to a HBCU may not necessarily get at a HBCU that a PWI institution may have. So I think when, when had intelligently and not being a, I'm better than you and you're not as good as me because, and I think when it's not had in that vein, it can be a very great and fruitful conversation. Mm-hmm. The issue is that ain't what be happening most of the time. <laughs> No, it'd be, you know, you a coon. <laughs> you know. So it's like, damn, what uh what do we have next? But yeah, man, we'll 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 tackle that in Twitter court one of these days. Yeah, man. The men, you know, y'all been doing good, you know what I'm saying? Kinda <laughs> kinda keeping it on the low, but y'all know school's starting back up. I mean, the first homecoming, you know, we're gonna get it again. Oh yeah, cause you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a tweet. Y'all PWI schools always want to act like y'all homecomings is lit, bro. Y'all just having fake ass versions of the HBC. You know we might see it this weekend, cause I think the Southern Heritage Classic is coming up. Oh yeah, so if not this, this weekend, weekend, I think it's next weekend. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it may be the next weekend. Yeah, so you know it it, it may be coming to a timeline uh near you soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh shit but uh you want to get into this sports bag for a little bit sure man let's uh talk about a little bit of sports there's been a lot going on hold on hold on hold on new sports drop you know that's just that's just you know just you know impromptu if y'all like it let me know if you don't <laughs> fuck yeah you know what i'm saying we'll change it up we're keeping it open. We're keeping it open. We're going to play that one more time. You know, if you, you can vote on it at after five, <laughs> let us know if you like the new sports drop. Uh, so, I know we already talked about a little bit of WNBA. Um, so, Jamel Hill finally got up. Out from under, you know, the masses over there at Disney, aka ESPN. Why you call them the masses? They are, they are pretty. <laughs> they're a pretty, you know, progressive company, man. And uh, they bought her out of her contract, six mil. Uh, and we don't really have a lot of information on where she's going next, but I just want to 
take a second to a applaud her for not just rolling over and quitting or just going away because people in the building didn't agree with how she did things. They didn't agree with the, the stances that she made and they would rather side with their viewers who are from what the numbers show are a minority mm-hmm. versus, you know, the viewership that supported and came out and viewed uh she and Michael's show every damn day. You get what I'm saying? Like for as much hate as as they got when, you know, she was out there talking about black culture on primetime ESPN Sports Center. And then tweeting what she tweeted about 45th because, hell, it was her personal fucking Twitter and she can do whatever the hell she got damn want to do. <laughs> you know, I applaud her for, you know, when she felt like she was no longer respected in the building, she moved to a part of the building where she knew she would be respected and embraced. Mm-hmm. And when that no longer fit, you know, kind of what she wanted to do, you know she was able to negotiate the terms to get out of what ended up being a very lucrative contract for her. And now hopefully we'll see her be a lot more visible, a lot more vocal and be what we want, what we always wanted her to be, what Disney and ESPN didn't necessarily allow her to be once the world was watching. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, what do you, what do you think is next for her? You know, like, you know what can you see her would you see her like on another platform like fox sports or you know doing something even outside of that realm what's crazy is and i, I think this is where people have to be very careful about and you know even with what i just said about disney and then you know what your combat was you know about them being progressive a lot of these television companies have certain sections right mm-hmm on the one side, Disney may be very progressive in a lot of things they do. And then when it comes to the ESPN arm of that, it may not be as much. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think the same goes for Fox. When we think of Fox, we think of racist-ass Fox News. <laughs> but Fox Sports don't is do nothing. Though. But see, Fox Sports is where a lot of the ESPN talent went once ESPN tried to silence them when they, was, when they didn't want to talk about, you know, uh, what was what was the homosexual football player's name? Uh, Michael Sam. Yeah. So you remember when Michael Sam first happened? I think a lot of a lot of the talent over there at ESPN was like, as a you know Christian based whatever, you know, a lot of them got tired of the constant coverage that they was having to do on him, not because he was gay, but because he won good. <laughs> he ended up not being very good in the pro ranks, but it was like they continued to push that narrative out to people to show how inclusive they were. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, same way with the Tim Tebow situation. It was like, okay, we get it. We're a very religious company, but do we got to do damn Tebow talk all motherfucking day? Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Fox, on the other hand, you know, you got people like Shannon Sharp over there. Chris Carter, who depended on the day. (laughs) For real. (laughs) But, you know, like, I think they allow for a lot more of their personality and their personal views to shine through because Fox Sports understands that that's what people are tuning in for. Mm -hmm. 
especially right now when sports is not just sports like it used to be. These players, these athletes, these coaches, everyone has a platform so that you can know their innermost thoughts. So when you do that and they put it out there, you are dumb as hell if you don't talk about it. If you don't talk about what's happening, you're not going to get viewers. It's just like, get up. Like Michelle Beadle is leaving, get up. And it's just going to be Jalen and Greeny, and they're going to have like a rotation of the third host. Yeah, of the third host because they hadn't been getting a whole lot of viewers. Partly because they ain't really been talking about shit the way they need to. Like you can tell a nigga like Jalen Rose, who we see on all of these other shows, giving his, you know, flat out opinion. Mm-hmm. On that get up, bro, he not he not the same. Mm. Greeny the same way. When it was Mike and Mike in the morning, Greeny would get on there. He would get on that hoe and go in. He ain't going in like that in the mornings no more. Because it's it's I don't know if it's a different audience per se or if it's like seen in a different light, but it just don't translate well. And for somebody like Michelle Beadle, like she gonna get her shit off. <laughs> For real. Cause she she kept it two hundred about football. I mean, you know, I mean that Urban Meyer story made its way into the news and outside of the news so damn quick, bro. Like that shit is nowhere even in the news cycle no more. Yeah. And it, I mean the last podcast, you know, I thought that it wasn't gonna be such a big deal that he didn't get fired, but I mean it was literally a lot of people who were upset that he only got three games. Um and his press conference, I mean, it was just awful. I mean, awful. I would not have anticipated that this man would still be pretty much kind of be in the press conference just like, you know, you know, because, you know, they asked him, like, you know, what, I mean, what would you say to, you know, the woman, you know, who is the coach's wife? And he was just like, you know, I would just, you know, say I'm sorry that we're all in this. Like, I'm sorry we're in this predicament, like. You know, in this kind of climate, bro, you can't be saying no shit like that. Like, you got to own up to it. You got to, you know, you got to speak on her behalf and, you know, show her a little respect. But it was still more of like a, you know, I ain't really do nothing wrong. So it is what it is. And uh, not a good look, man, for Urban. But, you know, most people don't really care. You know, the season going to start. They probably won't mention it again, uh, you know, until – the end of the season. If they if they compete for a championship, then you know they'll bring it back up. But crazy how that just in and out. And Michelle said, bro, I'm done with it. I'm done with all of it. Cause it's clear. I mean, it is kind of clear that niggas ain't, you know, this league, they don't, you know, care about, you know, the the victims in, in many circumstances. Like it's mainly just about, you know, the perpetrator. And, you know, whatever else that come with that. But, like, nobody really liked to talk about the victim. So, it's tough being a woman, bro. I have full respect. I mean. I have full respect. That's why it's so crazy that this shit, like, that when things like this happen, the very outlets that are supposed to highlight the bullshit are in so deep with these universities and with these networks that they don't want to fuck up, you know, the ratings. They don't want to fuck up mm-hmm. viewers that they just turn a blind eye. Like I knew, I knew I was kind of straight on ESPN when the Colin Kaepernick shit started happening. 
And you had people who were doing everything in their power on national television to skirt the conversation away from what it was clearly about. <laughs> like, on a very, like, somebody can literally point it out, like, okay, a Green Beret said he needed to kneel instead of sit, which is what he was doing personally. So somebody in the armed services said he needs to kneel because that shows the most respect. He's doing it to combat police brutality against African-American males and females mm. or men and women, men and women. Then they go to talking about, but is that not disrespectful to the anthem? Is that not disrespectful to our veterans? And it's like, bro, <laughs> I just laid all the facts out. Like, so that means you're, you're choosing to divert the conversation in a different way. And all that does is it trains America to go with whatever the familiar voice is. Like, I think as much as the NFL and Donald Trump is guilty of why the protest has been what it has been, ESPN is too. I mean, because they've been one of the they've been one of the main proponents and propellers. Them along with Fox News have been some of the main proponents of pushing this narrative about i mean is it is it really about this or is it really about you know disrespecting the troops and the anthem and the flag i mean i don't know i don't know i don't know if i would say that that's that's been uh the narrative that espn has been pushing i mean they've showed i mean i know that they've showed both sides i feel like they've been pretty you know i feel like they've been pretty unbiased in showing both sides of the argument like I've, I know plenty of people who are, you know, that work for ESPN that have out hourly spoken about, you know, how, you know, it, it shouldn't be focused on a disrespect for the troops. But, you know, what Colin actually said it was about. And then, you know, I mean, just like America is so split, you know, you, you got people at ESPN that split. I mean, it seemed like an easy topic for us. But, you know, like I said, when you're looking through the other lens, somebody who really viewed a national anthem a certain type of way. I mean, there's nothing you're going to tell them. I mean, you know, so it is what it is. True. I guess I can agree with that. Yeah. But still, ESPN been on that bullshit, and they losing a whole lot of talent. And I don't think it's – I don't think it's a coincidence that some of their best talent has left within the last three years, and they've had to do major, quote-unquote, budget – and position cuts because people aren't tuning in the way that they need to. I think that says a lot about what you're putting out there versus what else is going on. Cause imagine if, if Adam Schefter left and Adrian Wojnarowski left, what, what does ESPN become? <laughs> I mean, I feel like ESPN going to be ESPN regardless, bro. Like, the content and their, you know, just the level of production. I mean, they're, uh, you know, the people are interchangeable, bro. I mean, it's it's interchangeable. Like that's why they really, I feel like they really don't even mind losing talent like that because, I mean, niggas still gonna watch it. Like niggas still gonna watch Sports Center, no matter who the fuck hosting Sports Center. You know, we all gonna watch it. Um, and I mean, I feel like they've been kind of coming up with the little shows. I mean, they, you know. They always bringing in former uh, NBA and NFL and just former sports stars that people like. So that's always going to garner attention. 
um, you know, it's it's easy. I think it's easy to kind of stay fresh in the sports world, and that's why they like you know if Jamel want to go, she can go. We done. You know what I'm saying? If what's her name want to go, like who is that that went to Fox? Uh, Colin Cowherd. If you want to go, he can go. If Skip Bayless want to go, he can go. Nigga, we gonna bring in Max Kellerman. We good. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, undisputed, undisputed, been killing. I mean, you know, they've been killing them in the ratings. You get, you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I ain't seen the ratings. I haven't seen the ratings. Oh, uh, you can look them up. I will, because <laughs> you know how niggas just love to say some shit. Yeah, you can look them up. <laughs> but them ratings, though, you know what I'm saying? Them ratings are food. It's like I'm. I'm always gonna bring up when uh, <laughs> from one of our earlier podcasts when we was talking about that damn boy. Uh, calling them folk. Damn, what happened? The boy was getting bullied, and uh, you remember he set up a GoFundMe, and yeah. uh, and this nigga was like, "Hey, but hey, but they said, you know what I'm saying? He was calling them nigga. Man, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. So you know what I'm saying? Niggas just love to throw in a little caveat for the argument. You a hating ass nigga? For- <laughs> no, fool. I just think niggas funny. That's all. I'm, I think you know who. I'm Go just, I was going to say, I'm the same way. That's why I think it's funny. You know how... Uh, <laughs> you know how I know it's been uh, like a pretty lit little sports week? Because motherfuckers is doing shit like college football getting ready to start up. Baseball is heating up. You got the news about tennis. You got all of these situations going on over at ESPN. Mm-hmm. And my guy Odell Beckham Jr. just secured the bag. Get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip in the tub of the year. $65 million guaranteed for a wide receiver coming off of an injury. And a car came with a blunt in it yet. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> like Hey I mean he top he top two and 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 you know receiver. I mean, he deserves top two, not to. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he not to. He definitely top two. I mean, you got to put a B Antonio Brown right there. I mean, but Odell is the truth. Them them checkbooks don't them checkbooks don't prove that. A B going to get his back just because if Odell going to get I mean, that's just how the shit going to work now. Somebody get their bags. Okay, well, you know, now a B can go back to Pittsburgh and say, okay, what y'all doing? know what we doing here pittsburgh gotta find a motherfucking quarterback big ben said he got it big ben on his last leg he said, Look, he need i to- can throw it up he just needs to start getting hurt he that's usually my fantasy quarterback but i might have to go ahead and switch it up this year man because he was kind of slowing me out last year when is our draft bro our draft is most likely going to be tuesday 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 night. The 4th? The 4th. Man, I can't do the 4th, bro. I got another draft. <sighs> My God. That's the worst thing about setting a draft <laughs> is that it's hard to get a time that everybody can like do the draft. That shit wild, bro. When the first game? Thursday? Maybe we'll have to do it Wednesday. I mean, we could, do, we could easily do Well, if we do it Wednesday... How does that? 
how does that work with the uh with your ability to set your rosters and shit? I mean, you know, you draft Wednesday. I mean, and you can have your roster set by Thursday. I mean, it's just like there won't be no opportunity like for no waivers or nothing like that for the first week, most likely. Or I mean, there actually will be. It's just if you got a Thursday game, it might be kinda short, but that ain't no problem though. You'll be everything'll be fine. I mean, we can run it. That's cool with me, man. Let's run it. Yeah. That way the people know what we got going. Yeah, so uh when this episode drop or maybe even before the episode, you know, we're going to because most likely, I mean, it's like with a fantasy league. I mean, really, the most you can do is like twelve people. So, um, really, I guess we'll be looking for ten because I'm assuming that you will be participating in this. Now you should be able to open it up. I mean, how would I do that? I mean, it, it you can, should just be able to. But it can't be. It can't. Yeah, it out. can't be a million people in the league. I mean, it, it's got to be. You know, the, the player. Mean, the players have to be able to go around. You know what I mean? I mean, you 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 not taking into account how many players are really in the league, <laughs> nigga. I ain't never been in no league where it's more than twelve people. I'm gonna just keep it a hundred with you. See, I'm in a, the the draft that I'm in that I'm already in on Tuesday. It's like thirty people in now. I mean, I don't even see how that's possible. <laughs> thirty people in one fantasy league. Yeah, that's man. wild. Hey, but hey, we might do that shit. It sounds kind of loud. <laughs> Lit. Then a big. <laughs> that is crazy. But all right, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll get that posted ASAP. I call Dibs on Odell Beckham because he got to come can't in. Can't call no Dibs, nigga. He's gonna earn your shit on my squad, nigga. Uh, here you go. Here you go. What else we got? Ah, uh, yeah, you said you wanted to talk something about uh, an article you read. No, but yeah, I did want to talk about an article I read. Um, you know, we, me and you, man, we're two intelligent guys, man. You know, and I feel like we got to enlighten our audience. And, you know, I want to have some intelligent dialogue with our audience. Obviously, you know, we're young adults. We're, um, you know, what our society would deem as millennials. Uh, and um, I feel like around this time, you know, and historically in America, it's kind of said, you know, you you get a job, you know, you get a wife or husband, depending on what, you know, what you're into. And, you know, you get a home, you buy a home, you know, that's that's normally viewed as, you know, a staple of quote unquote success or, you know, when you're really establishing an asset for yourself or your family. But I was just reading an article recently that was, you know, just saying that a lot of millennials, younger people are not really buying into that. They're they're more so buying into, you know, buying a home at this point is really not a worthwhile investment. Um, Now, I do not mind, you know, mentioning that I'm currently in a home search, uh, but I will also say that, you know, during this search, I've contemplated a lot about, you know, is it the best decision? to buy a home at this point also in this type of market and uh you know would it be financially reasonable to do you know now i want to ask you because i know we kind of touched on it before i honestly don't even remember what we talked about but i want to ask you you know how you feel about owning a home i mean obviously we're not experts but you know we're not dumb 
but how you feel about owning a home, um, you know, and why and why you think, you know, millennials may be leaning more towards not buying a home at this point and continuing to pay rent on a monthly basis instead of a mortgage. Mm. So do you want? Okay. Yeah, I just wanted your opinion and I will also share my opinion. I think I mean, I can I, I see both sides. I see both sides mm, because, like a reasonable person. Mm. Yeah, and 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 the reason why I see both sides because owning a home, real estate, is always going to be one of the best investments that you can make because it's all if it's one thing that's finite, it's available land. <laughs> so if you own something. That means that this particular plot of land and whatever sits on it belongs to you. And when you do that, that means that you've made an investment that can potentially become uh, secondary income for you. And I think it's a little bit different for some millennials because millennials who are of age to buy a house now are millennials who watched either their parents or their grandparents or their aunts, uncles, someone in their life struggle or potentially lose everything when the housing market crashed in 2008. And understanding that those experiences that you go through as a child kind of trains you and changes your viewpoint on certain things. So I personally feel like that may be the reason why a lot of millennials are like, okay, look, I know on average people in my age demographic in my field change jobs every three to five years. I don't know where I'm going to be in three to five years. So if I buy a house here and let's say in five years, I want to leave. Now you got to figure out, okay, what the market, what is, what is the market going to be doing at that time? Okay, can I can I sell this house? Okay, if I can't sell it, if it's not a good market for me to sell in, now I got to rent it out. The average person don't know all the things that they need to know in order for them to effectively lease or rent out their home. <laughs> so they hire somebody else to do it, which means now that's an additional cost for you to make money on some shit that you already paying for. <laughs> and... As a millennial, you know, where who where at this point for a lot of those who, who don't necessarily have children or may not be married yet, their thought process is I'm going to get to the bag. So wherever the bag takes me, that's where I'm going. So it, it's easier for them to rent. And it doesn't force you to, you know, stay rooted somewhere. Whereas other people may see it as an investment. So it's like, okay, I understand when I buy a house, I, I can buy three different types of houses. I can buy a starter house. I can buy a mid-level house. Or I can buy what buy or build my dream house. A starter house is going to be cheaper, but it's going to be a little bit easier for you to, to either flip it into a sale down the road or to lease it out. A mid-level house is what most people would call like a family-style house. So you're going to be a little bit more limited in who may be looking to buy your house 
and lease it depending on the area you in. So if you like Chattanooga, for instance, it's a lot of college students in this area, but it's also a lot of families. More fam- more people are open to leasing to families than they are to college students. So if you have a house, your house has to meet certain standards. So if I had like a base level house here, it'd be easy for me to get, you know, get that one leased out. Mm-hmm. If I left and did X, Y, and Z, if I have a mid-level house, it's like a family home. Usually it has a master bed, a master bedroom, maybe one to three other bedrooms. And those are either going to be significantly smaller or they're going to vary in size. So that means it's going to be less likely for you to lease to anybody who is not a family because no typical adult is going to go into a lease agreement with other adults and have a child size room. True. (laughs) Unless they absolutely have to. So you got to kind of look at those options. And I think a lot of millennials aren't taught. So they fear. And when you fear, all it's going to do is trigger you back to 2009 when your parents couldn't afford to really send you to college so you had to do whatever it is that you had to do to go to college or maybe you had to pick up a job because your house was facing foreclosure like that that just intense fear takes you back to that time similar to not our parents but our parents parents who some of them saw or heard the stories of the great depression and what that did or if you black, what you saw happen in like the Harlem Renaissance or the great, the great white move where whites left a city like Compton, blacks moved in, it was booming, it was popping. It was one of the best and richest, you know, neighborhoods in the country for black people. And then jobs left. And then now all of a sudden this once very, you know, exclusive city becomes what we know it as today. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a lot it's a lot of variables variables that I don't feel like millennials care to dive into at certain points in their lives, mm-hmm. and it's just easier for them to rent because they don't we we don't use pla- we use more plastic than we do paper, so that for you know layman's terms we we have debit cards and credit cards we don't really use cash so where a where the credit is for a lot of millennials is in a much worse state than a lot of our parents because shit like like what we've been talking about shit you got credit that mean get it got you credit get it no i mean honestly bro like i that is something that I have a hard time understanding like how niggas credit be so bad, but maybe it's just cause I don't know. Like that's always been something that's been stressed to me my whole life. Just about how important credit is. Um, or really just how important, like to not, you know, mess it up. You know what I'm saying? But you know, for niggas to be starting out the gate with just like awful shit. And, you know, I talk to people, they like, yeah, you know, I had this credit card, max it out, this max it out. I'm like, damn, you was maxing out credit cards, not paying the most. Like to me, that just sounds like unfathomable. But I understand sometimes niggas gotta do what they gotta do. But damn, that really be setting niggas back. But uh, you know, going into the housing thing, it's just like 
I like I feel like initially I would think like, man, like buying a house, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, for example, you know, a hundred sixty dollar house. Um, like niggas like, OK, niggas don't have one hundred sixty thousand dollars in the bank. OK, uh, if you want to put 20 percent down on that, um, what is that? Thirty two thousand dollars would be 20 percent down on that. Most niggas my age don't have thirty two thousand dollars just in the bank. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are like, man, you know, not going to do it. I mean, we know that there are funding available, uh, you know, as far as like, you know, you get in a FHA loan. You know, if I think that's only if you're a first time home buyer. I could be incorrect. But, um, you know, where you'll only be putting down like somewhere between three point five percent. Or uh, I know in some instances it's five percent. There are also some programs where, you know, you put nothing down on a home and you can get into a home. But my whole thing is, you know, it's an asset like a home or this is how I view it. A home is an asset. I do understand that there can be market swings where, you know, uh, say another recession did happen and it's like, okay, I can no longer afford to pay for my house. And, um, you know, now I'm having trouble selling my house. I mean, I don't know. That's like worst case scenario. Cause I feel like when you're buying a house, you're taking all those things in, or you should be taking all those things, you know, into consideration. Like, where's the house located? You know, kind of looking at what the house is sold for in the past, um, you know, and things like that. It's like, mo I feel like most likely you're going to be straight. And then they can say, okay, well, I don't want to be tied down. Okay, well, you know, if you do buy a house that's in a good area, I mean, just sell that house. Like, right now, it's hard for it's. It's, I guess it's easy for me to say that right now because I know definitely in Memphis, like it's definitely a seller's market. Like it's very competitive to like get a house right now. Um, and prices kind of reflect that. Like niggas ain't really just giving you like super discounts for homes. Like, you know, home houses, not like they super high, but they definitely, you know, you ain't getting really like nice houses for the low in Memphis, I'll say, because it may be different in other markets. But, you know, given that it's like, okay, like right now I'm in Memphis, but uh, in, in 2023, 2024, if I'm like, man, you know, we finna go somewhere else or even say sooner than that, 2022 or something. I mean, I will sell my house. You know what I'm saying? I know I guess it's easy for me to say that because I don't know if it's going to sell. But I would hope that, you know, my planning will be good enough. So as long as we not in a damn recession, you know, like I can sell my house. You know, Because the way I've been seeing houses go, I mean, it's, you know, niggas having no problem. You know, having having offers within, especially if you got a house that's updated. Like, bro, you straight. You know, most of these houses I'd be seeing sitting, you know, they old as hell. The, the people ain't want to do nothing to them. Uh, you know, they just selling them as is. Like, OK, those are going to sit. And they just asking for ridiculous amounts of money strictly based on, you know, the location in the city. But these houses that's like moderately updated and moderately giving you a reasonable price. I mean, you good. And when I think about it, it's like, okay, I could pay this rent, you know, and the money just be gone. Like, it's just, you know, I pay it and it's gone. I never get it back. It ain't no way I can get it back. Or, you know, you buy a house where, you know, you at least giving yourself the opportunity to get it back, you know. And if you don't, then shit, man, that's life. You was going to lose it anyway in rent. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, you probably lost less.
You know what I'm saying? If you spend yeah. years paying rent as opposed to buying a house where, damn, like you might have to lose like three or four K maybe. And if you get real bad, obviously you'll lose a lot of money. But that's worst case scenario. I mean, what you going to live life scared? I don't know. My nigga saying this shit like you just walking the best by to buy a MacBook I mean, Pro. I feel like <laughs> buying a house really is not like it's not hard if your credit not garbage. And, and if it's your first house, it's super easy. Like it's super easy. And if you're if you're a reasonable person, you know, because right now, I mean, my girl, she watched too much HGTV, man, too much HGTV. You know, she think every house supposed to be damn, you know, Tariq and Christine just fix that hoe up on flip a flop. You know, and it's supposed to be this, that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you if you reasonable, getting started home, no kids, maybe one kid, you know, you can do that. If if you got a decent job, like if you've been getting the income, like it's it's really not hard. It's kind of scary just thinking about jumping into that. But really, once you really just sit down and think about it, to me, it's just like, OK, like, you know, everybody got a house for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody got one. Like either you're renting or you got a house. I mean, think how many houses out there. Think how many different types of families own houses. You know, some have no business. Some just pay too much. But it's people making irresponsible financial decisions every day. And they mad at somebody else. You know, buying cars they can't afford and shit. I mean, come on. Just, just you know, if you be responsible, I don't see the problem. And I really don't want us to be scared of. Or it's like. I got no problem with you being scared for buying a house, but like do the research though, you know, talk to somebody who know so you can really see, you know, the, you know, the, the financial impact that you're currently having by continuing to pay rent. So what was your decision? Like, if you don't mind, not necessarily going into too much detail, but at, at what point were you like, you know what? I'm done with this rent and shit. Let me go and cop this house. Like what what research did you specifically have to do that made you feel like you were financially and, you know, kind of mentally ready to take that next step? I mean, well, first of all, it's like. Um, first, it's like, OK, well, I need to be settled, you know, obviously somewhere, you know, so I'm in school, right? I'm in school. I graduate, I immediately get, you know, a one bedroom apartment because I'm like, you know, ready to live on my own. Get the one bedroom apartment. Of course, I'm dating my now fiance. Um, you know, we were thinking about buying a house. Once once we started thinking about possibly leaving Chattanooga, we thinking about a house like we like wherever we go, we're going to go ahead and buy a house like we both got jobs. We both making enough money to pay, you know, whatever mortgage we need to pay. Like we're both paying our rent comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not paying rent right now, living paycheck to paycheck. We're paying rent comfortably. We both saving money. So like from I mean, from when I first started working, I've been saving money. And I mean, I feel like I just want to do a whole damn, you know, hour segment one day just on saving your money and just how important it is to save. So, you know, I've been saving money. My girl been saving money. Um so then it was just a matter of, OK, where are we finna go? Wherever we go, we're not going to rent. Like, And if we do, it's going to be temporary because we're looking for a house. You know what I'm saying? Like, do niggas. I don't like living in an apartment like I want. I want some privacy. You know what I'm saying? I want even more privacy than my apartment. I would like a yard. I mean, we have a dog. I want a yard. I want, you know, a patio. 
that I can put a damn charcoal grill on. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are all things that I would not like to do. So if you tell me, okay, Alice, you ain't got to do that. You can have your own place, um, you know, be possibly paying less rent. You know what I'm saying? You do whatever the hell you want to do is your house. Yes, it do come with more expenses. Yes, your, you know, your monthly bill is probably going to be a little bit higher because the square footage of your house probably going to be more than your apartment, which is just going to lead to higher utilities. Um, you know, it's called being an adult. I don't know what else to say. Uh, but, you know, to me, there's so many pros and the fact that, you know, it is establishing an asset. You know what I'm saying? Where I can possibly make money off of it. Like I could come out in the green. There, you have no you have no opportunity to do that renting. You do get the flexibility. Not to say it's I mean, there's plenty of pros for it. You get the flexibility. You know, you sign a however month lease. I mean, we signed a six month lease where I'm at right now because we was looking for a house. You know, we was like, we ain't gonna do the full year. I signed a six month and I'm out. You know, I'm in and out. I mean, it's that works. You know what I'm saying? It's less stipulations, and you know, you're not indebted. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, once I buy a house, I'm indebted. You know, and some people don't feel comfortable with that. And that makes sense, too. But, you know, I'm not afraid of credit because it's like, I don't know, bro, you live in your life like, I don't know, like it ain't even that serious. I'm just happy to be alive. You know what I'm saying? I'm more, you know, so it's like credit is like a little thing. Like it's important to me. I make sure that it's good. If I buy a house, you know, I'm hoping that it's going to work out. If it don't, then it don't. You know, and like like I just said, I. I'm, I feel like getting the house is putting yourself in the best financial position, especially if you if you purchase your house, you know, with with all these things in mind as far as where it is, you know, things like that to make sure that it is a good investment and not just you buying a house and definitely not overpaying for a house. And that's what I'm definitely trying not to do currently. But to answer your question, just in very short terms. I was ready to buy a house as soon as I could, like as soon as it made any type of sense to do. You know, that's what it was. As soon as definitely as soon as I had the money, like as soon as I had saved enough money where I felt comfortable that I can put a down payment on the house and still have some savings left over, not to like completely blow all my savings on a house and then have to start over, you know, save and then have money for the down payment from my savings. So, you know. I, you know, whatever's not going to put me in a, in a really tough spot really soon is what I'd be thinking about. So, but I understand that, you know, at, to buy a house, you do got to be in some type of financial position. And for me, the best way to get in that position is to save your money and, um, you know, pay yourself first. True. That's, that's, that is, um, that is a very valid and very important point. Pay yourself, man. I'm, I'm not playing yeah, with y'all, man. I'm not playing with y'all. Pay yourself first. I tell all my niggas, pay yourself first before you pay a bill. Pay yourself. Before you pay, don't yeah, before yourself. you pay a bill. Like before you even. Ain't that ain't, ain't that Diggy Simmons song? I don't listen to no Diggy, so I don't know. <laughs> Come on, nigga. You know, I'm more Biggie. You know what I'm saying? No diss to the young boy. I'm just rapping. Get bored quickly. I'm sorry, man. I might cut that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, Diggy said, don't, he said, pay yourself, don't play yourself. But that's, for real, though, pay yourself, man. Like, don't pay no bill. Don't, don't spend, you know, when the direct deposit hit, nigga, send some money to your savings immediately. You know, I have it set up. It don't even see my checking account. You know, 
it goes straight to your savings, which it should, you know. And don't ever be like trying to pull from your savings. Like if you ain't got it, you ain't got it, bro. Unless it's obviously an emergency, but you know, you just gotta live off what you got after the savings. I mean, it's like I feel like that's like the ultimate bill. Just like when I'm about to get this mortgage, like I gotta pay my mortgage first. You know what I'm saying? Because this is where I live. Like even then, I'm. I feel like I still gotta pay my future self first. Cause he that, that nigga yeah. needed. You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga needed. Like I'm good right now. I got my check. I'm good. The rest of the money that was in my check, I, you know, that went to my checking. But you know, for that future self who may not have nothing, he gonna need that money. So I gotta pay him. You know, get your money, man. Make that money. Don't let for it real. make and you if you're smart. You'll pay him a lot. Like you'll pay him a little bit. Freak you know. ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you'll pay him a little bit more than you comfortable doing, but you know it's gonna work out in the end. That's what. I yeah, 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 man. All right, bro. You ready to get on out of here? I think we've bestowed enough knowledge yeah, on, on you know the, what I'm good, saying? Uh, the good listeners of the After Five podcast. Well, I'm going on tour, uh, you know, with my money knowledge uh, sermon. You know, I'm going to be performing at multiple Best Westerns across the country. Um, so I'm going to give out some information. Whoa, about. whoa, whoa. I thought it was Micro Tales. I thought it was Micro Tales. Uh, no, uh, they had to switch to Best Western. Uh, they offered me the best deal on their conference rooms. Uh, so um, okay. definitely okay. be checking okay. out that, uh, you know, I will be reaching out to your friends, uh, friends and friends, you know, and giving them an incentive to have you come, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you bring a two friends in the seminar free type shit. Uh, but yeah. That sounds like man. some you should be AC, here. man. <laughs> Coming to you After five presents, you should be here. Damn, bro, I might. I need to. I need to talk to some people, man. Man, we gonna talk offline. We gonna talk offline. <laughs> Shit, I'm tending to get to the bag. Just know that. Hey, hey, I ain't mad at it. Hey, and 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 also and also, man. Also, y'all know what the fuck I'm repping, man. Fifty one so, am I gonna get a drop or not? Nigga, send me your drop, nigga. <laughs> I don't even know how to make nigga, a drop, fool. You, get, get your ass on Garage Van. You got a mic. You, I mean, you seventy five percent of the way there. The the, you know, the get, get the, Wayne the, on there. The, get the, Wayne the, on there. The, the, Ooh, the, maybe. The, 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 the. Nah, food. Nah, Nathan. <laughs> No food. No, 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 Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you ugly as fuck, bro. Bro, in the podcast, man, bro. What's good, man? Uh, you know, it's been great speaking with y'all, man. It's your boy AC. And your boy Nate B. Peace. Holla.